So David Blunkett caused outrage a couple of years back when he said that people should marry within their own community and yet people, are, um, Asians especially, are still bringing over wives from the subcontinent. Um, what advice would you have for men thinking of bringing over wives there from the subcontinent? Well, I think that the idea that you shouldn't bring in wives or husbands from another country is actually quite discriminatory because people do travel and sometimes choose uh, partners from other parts of the world and it isn't confined only to men bringing women in anyway women also bring in partners sometimes in terms of um, the advice I think it's actually quite difficult and it's increasingly immigration laws are getting more and more difficult and they're putting more and more restrictions on bringing spouses over from another country outside the EU so basically before you bring uh, a spouse in just make sure you know the law properly the immigration law properly you know how long it will take and what papers you need and go through the information carefully on the home office website that's the advice I'd give them and what advice do you have for the spouses actually coming over themselves do they think a lot of in a lot of cases that I've seen personally they think it's just a meal ticket that they're gonna get a lovely life here um, and that's that <laughs> I think it does vary. I think that some women don't want to come in if you're talking about the women because they just, you know, they're leaving their countries and, you know, they're going off to some strange country where it's cold and wet and they don't know the language and so on. So I think that not everybody sees it as a meal ticket. Um, though, of course, there might be cases where they do. I mean, with all these things, I think it's all obviously useful if you know as much as you can about the country you're going to visit, but that's like sort of general advice you'd give to anybody traveling even for a short time to another country, going for a gap year or something, you know, sort of just get as much information if you're going to make your life in another country. You know, if you don't know the language, think about learning the language because that might help you figuring out how to use local transport all those kinds of things like really important stuff uh, like that but also getting finding out maybe sources of support within the community or outside the community sort of women's groups and so on so they can go to somebody if they have any problems within their marriage and that's not something women want to hear at the time they're getting married that you might have problems what you're going to do then but especially if you're moving to another country it's always useful to have a sort of some kind of information about that so just find out as much as you can really I would I would say Feminism is often thought of as a Western thing um, and is associated with America and bra burning. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that feminism, feminism in the UK, especially in the Asian community, is behind that, what it might be in, say, the subcontinent? No, I wouldn't say that. I think that there's a really strong feminist movement among South Asian ethnic minority communities in the UK which is constantly challenged if you like the mainstream white feminist movement and the mainstream white feminist movement for lack of better term also have been really really good in taking on some of the challenges um, in terms of sort of saying you know having newer meanings to the term on domestic violence and so on taking up issues of honor related violence forced marriage which might be seen as ethnic minority issues and of course as you probably know the Indian feminist movement is really strong and really vibrant and 
um, obviously it doesn't have to confront with issues of immigration or racism and so on but it is I think that they would probably be parallel though I think the issues might be different in both countries just because the context is different even though the people have the same sort of ethnic background the portrayal of women in Bollywood um, it's changed a lot over the years um, what do you think of how it's been changing well, uh, it it is interesting. I think it's I think it's changing, but it's also not changed to a certain extent. And I think what's interesting is that you have, obviously, because of globalization, the way that the middle class dresses and lives is actually quite different from the way that they would live maybe 20, even 20 years ago. So it that's changed, and I think that's reflected in in the films and mid, you know, Bollywood actresses often are really middle look like middle class urban women um, and they dress in western clothes and you know and they seem to have sort of some sort of western values in terms of sort of uh, relationships with men and so on but I think if you scratch the surface things are still quite conservative because it's um, it's it's always in terms of the sort of ideal Indian family which is the sort of Hindu family um, and in terms of women's roles within it and I think that normally you have the Bollywood heroine being really westernized and a bit vampish before she gets married and once she gets married she kind of conforms to all these stereotypes of what an ideal wife should do and then she becomes a good mother or if she doesn't she's punished for it and I think those themes are still continuing and I think that they just look different and I think the sort of overall messages are the same so it's reflecting the physical change but maybe not reflecting what happens on the ground in terms of family structures in India now um, less and less women are regularly wearing the sari mm-hmm. um, do you think it's a symbol of male oppression the sari the sari no, I think it's a beautiful dress. I, th- I don't think it's a symbol of male oppression at all. I mean, it's, you know, it just looks lovely. And, you know, I know women feminists. And in fact, when I was working in India, and I was a feminist, I used to wear the sari regularly. And I, I, I didn't have any problems with wearing the sari. And I know women who ride a cycle, um, you know, sort of ride a motorcycle, run, play badminton wearing a sari so I don't actually see it as a symbol I just see it as a really nice dress and the fact that fewer people are wearing it is probably a pity but then you know it's it's probably what they find more comfortable or it's it's just like sort of North Indian dresses actually taking over because they're just more practical or more comfortable or whatever but I have not seen it as a symbol of oppression I just think it looks really nice personally uh, but I don't know whether you know I don't think that's the reason it's been dropped I think it's just convenience or whatever just fashion or something rather than um, rather than a, a sort of stand against oppression. Indian women have been brought up with stories of Sita and Rama and mm-hmm. how Sita sacrificed everything for her husband and they've seen their mothers go through identifying with Sita maybe. Do you think Indian women are more resigned to take suffering in life as part of their lot compared to Western women? That's actually quite a difficult question. I think that culturally you're right. I mean, it would be more sort of Hindu women who have this idea of Sita and how they should actually put up with whatever their husbands do and so on. But at the same time, women are 
quite can be quite assertive and obviously there are huge variations in across castes and religions and so on and you know the indian women's movement's been very very active in challenging some of these stereotypes and sort of you know just these ideas and myths about how women should behave and that has permeated down though it is obviously still really really popular in terms of western women they, i don't i mean obviously there is no one kind of indian woman one kind of western woman but in terms of western women on the whole they don't actually probably have ideas of sort of serving their husbands in quite the same way but i think they do have or they can have in especially in case of domestic violence or problems with marriage there is a sort of there's quite a lot of pressure on them to keep the marriage going that may not come from ideas of tradition in the same way as the sita myth but i think that does come with from sort of traditions of how what a good wife should do and what a good mother should do and so on so it is different in terms of the culture but it's not actually that different in terms of what actually happens on the ground that's what i think anyway what do you think the challenges are facing um young indian women in say england and america who are quite far removed from the subcontinent but still have the influence of the song continent with their um, parents and their grandparents who are based in the UK and America I think there are many challenges and I think one of the challenges is how do they what do they do with their identity and which part of their identity do they choose obviously it's not a unique problem for indian women they share it with most sort of immigrant diaspora communities and it is a really really difficult question and i think everybody responds to it differently uh, there are women who respond to it by just saying i'm british uh, or american or whatever or french and others who say that they actually indian or british indian um and some people want to discover more about their um ethnic origins and others just think no I'm British I don't want to do it and I think that the solutions are different for each person but I think the challenges again are really wide the, the issues about how they relate to their parents you know there could be issues about parents thinking that their children should behave in a certain way uh, but the extent to that that's that is intergenerational and not cultural I'm not quite sure because I'm sure that parents and children regularly across different ethnicities have problems with the way that they should behave and differences of opinions about that but you know sort of control over sexuality or marriage and so on and maybe that 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 is a struggle for a lot of young Asian women in the UK and in America and Canada and Australia but I think they resolve it in different ways according to their situation and i think there needs to be a lot more support within these countries to help women take the good parts of their tradition and identity and actually be able to fight the bad ones you know because there's good there's good and bad in any community and any culture so you know how do you take that and how do you help women choose or help people choose what's good and bad that, i think that's the responsibility of the different you know societies that they're living in yeah. How do you think men view the question of feminism in India? I mean, if you look at the music industry, it's very male dominated and even in the music videos what they they output, they do seem to regard women as objects to be used. You mean in the music videos? In the music videos coming yeah. out of India. I don't know. I mean, I think people you know uh, to a certain extent feminism has changed things in india and maybe it's not just feminism it's also globalization and sort of western westernization not that 
impacts that are not necessarily feminist and I think that women especially middle-class women have a lot more freedom in India anyway and they can do these music videos which they probably wouldn't be able to do a few years ago so that's probably and they can express their choices I think that men respond to it in a variety of ways and I think some men just laugh at it and say oh that's sort of trivial and nonsense and women don't suffer anything anyway and other men might take it really seriously and other men might actually feel confused and challenged by it because it would have an impact on their own life really but it's it, it does depend on what kind of person again you're talking about as a society I think Indian society is quite misogynist at the moment um, and it's quite you know it's quite discriminatory but I think that efforts of women and some men are actually changing that quite powerfully in some areas like sort of employment education um, you know access to resources and so on so I think that and laws equal laws and so on I mean I think those are things that will make a difference eventually